everybody. Welcome to the a very special episode of The Fundamentalist, which is already off to a very smooth start with that beautiful intro. <laughs> My name is Elliot Morgan. I'm here with Peter Rollins. We have Hello. a very fun episode for you today yeah. all about gifts, gift giving, and we thought what better way to introduce it than by sharing what we have just done, which is a gift opening ceremony. Yep. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes. So can so, I show, I want to show off what you got me. It, yes. Because honestly, I'm not joking. <laughs> like, like uh, Elliot said, it was, it was last week. I think it was last week you said, oh, I've got a present that's really you. Yeah. And there's a little bit of thing in the back of my mind, which is, well, I'm a hard guy to buy. No for, one knows me. No one knows me. <laughs> I don't know me. My level of depression is so severe, I can't get excited about anything. Yeah, good luck. So I was like, I'm going to have to pretend whatever he got me, I'm going to have to pretend that it was good. Yes. Right? You know, like, because you have to do that. And, and it will be nice. I'm sure it'll be nice. But but you had this smile of uh, like a glint in your <laughs> eye, like, no, I've got you the right little present. Christmas cheer. Yeah. And holy shit. I mean, did it's... you land the fucking plane? Hey, man. Uh... So he got me this. If you're watching the video, it's called Business Secrets of the Pharaohs <laughs> by a writer called Mark Corrigan. And the subtitle is Powerful Insights into the Business Secrets of the Pharaohs. <laughs> so, perfect. It's perfect. And I hope you explain no more. <laughs> and he was like, that's it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know if I want to explain anymore. People will have to maybe do their research of why this is like unbelievably good. And the contents, if you can see the video, it's all in capitals. It bleeds into the uh, the crease. Yeah, the binding. Yeah, binding. And this is so perfect for me. Yes, um, it is a uh, it is a mock prop from Peep Show. Yeah. Uh, and for those of you who are not familiar with Peep Show, it is arguably the funniest show ever. <laughs> and there is one particular couple episodes, a story arc about Mark getting a quote unquote publishing deal from, oh, and I think it has the logo of the uh, the thing I was right, London British Publishing. Oh, brilliant. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, British London. British, British London, London yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and he sl slowly realizes that he's getting scammed. And uh, his best friend, Jeremy, who's usually the idiot, calls it. And I found this and was like, this is, uh, this is perfect. So, yeah. And it's, it's a lovingly created fan fiction because, like, someone has put in all of this yeah. text, and um, you know, I've, obviously they've probably cut and pasted it from something, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, and but it, it repeats, and it takes a lot of work to make something that bad. Yeah, and it, yeah. it is a bad. It's just a, and you know, Pete's got all these books and all these smart pants stuff. So I was like, well, he needs a book that is. Um, Nonsense. Just well, this is going to go up as part of the props in the back. Perfect. Now, so that will be that will become a prop. Great. Yeah. Uh, and then Pete uh, knows me very well, <laughs> very much as well. And uh, he got me the, a Macallan Highland single malt Scotch whiskey, and I'm enjoying that. So thank you very much, Pete. And Merry Christmas. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, now I wish I put more thought into it. No. No, you are. You did just fine okay, for me. Yeah, yeah. That's the last thing I want is yeah. thought put into it. Just a nice <laughs> bottle of scotch is perfect. Um, boy, give, gift giving is fun, huh? Yeah, it that nice was time. fantastic. That was that lifted my spirits. Honestly, I was a bit fatigued, a bit tired today, and that's just. Absolutely... I hope you uh, curl up in bed tonight. And uh, oh, and the typo because his name's Corrigan, and they call oh, yes, him yeah, Corrigan. Is... I mean, it's. <laughs> And everything is just off kill. It's oh, wonderful. Oh, and chapter five, is it chapter five? Make UK law into your omnibus. So yeah, which is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is I, mentioned in the episode. Um, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, yeah. and now uh, uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good 
we had a pretty good haul. I think I'm good for Christmas now. Yeah, I'm I'm great for Christmas. I don't I don't do much for Christmas. Don't do yeah. much of the gift thing. So this is uh, that was a nice little Christmas treat. Well, good man. Yeah, I uh, I've I haven't had much of a Christmas uh, spirit this year. Um, and I think it's mostly because of my, as you call it, fatigue, mm. <laughs> general tiredness, which I think everybody's yeah. kind of going through a little mm. bit. I'm excited for the year to end. Yeah. But I don't know if that means I'm excited for the new one to start. I think I might be excited for the next one to end as soon as it starts to. Yeah. Yeah. I got a feeling 2022 might, um, I don't want to say, I think it might be worse in 2021 yeah. for a few reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I think it might be. I think the economic situation is going to continue to decline. Yeah. Yeah. Tis the season. So, tis, yes. And there you go. Merry Christmas, one uh, and all. Can I tell you how my day began, Pete, before we dive into oh, yeah. the philosophical underpinnings of gift giving? Um, I woke up and uh, Grace was like, do you want to go to Target? We'll do a morning Target run. And I was like, okay, sure. That sounds nice. We'll go to Target. We'll be like little suburbanites. So show up to Target, walking in, and there is a woman outside of the uh, entrance and at first i'm like okay she's having people uh sign a petition for a cause and then i'm like oh she's not doing that and i'm like okay she's asking for money and this is all happening you know thoughts are flying into my brain and maybe she's you know destitute or something and and maybe or maybe it's you know selling something basically as we're entering she kneels down on one knee and starts pointing her hands together straightforward and as we're passing she goes i love you both equally and who will receive the love that there is to give all around us and we went into target and i was like hmm, that, was, that was a different one was, yeah. you're not used to that i was you know it's always fun surprises here and she was saying this to you too mm-hmm. it yeah. seemed that way but she wasn't really looking but it was kind of like we're the only people at that moment passing her then we finish target and we're heading out, and I can see her still out there from inside the the thing. And what catches my eye is her butt cheek and all of her uh, uh, legs. And this is, you know, a young woman, mm-hmm. a young, fit woman. Mm-hmm. And she, I was like, I think that woman is uh, taking off all of her, her clothes. And mm-hmm. as we were exiting, sure enough, this woman was underwearless, completely and then slowly took off and keep in mind it's like 50 degrees 50 yeah, something yeah. degrees completely naked yeah. and uh and i did what i do best and i avoided eye contact and didn't do anything and didn't say anything and got in the car and left oh wow so psychotic break has happened seemed like it because this happened to a friend of mine it was a little sad yeah this a friend of mine who set up actually a very big charity and became very well known for a while um had a break, stripped naked, ran through the streets. No, Coney? What's that? Tony? You know, is your friend Coney 2012? Oh, yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. That's your friend? Well, no, you haven't seen him for a good few years, but yeah, I know. You him know the Coney 2012 guy? Yeah. Whoa. So that's, that's funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was keeping it very kind of... Um, Oops, sorry. No, <laughs> no information. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good. Uh, he had a really popular charity that ran around naked and had. Oh yeah, that doesn't happen to many people. That yeah, gives yeah. It, yeah, a little bit yeah. of a clue. Um, 
Yeah, that's an. Int- I won't dive into that because it's uh-huh. probably not good for the podcast. But uh, very interesting. That's yeah, very yeah. Fun. It was a that's a very interesting. That whole story was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, another one because that was and... a phenomenon. Yes. Coney Twenty Twelve was a phenomenon that that swept the nation. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote two papers today, so I'm a little out of it. Yeah, I apologize. I also just drank this thing called psychedelic water. <laughs> so that might be part of it. LSD? No, it's no. uh it's a it's got no kind of narcotic in it, but it's um it's got caffeine in it and it supposedly boosts your mood and your senses. But as I was coming up the elevator, I and I was getting off the elevator, I was like, you "Man, elevators are weird." And I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh, "I wonder if that stuff's hitting me a little bit." Uh, and then I was opening a box today and uh with the scissors and my hand slipped. And hit the scissors oh, yeah, and I just so sliced open my, my fingers. It's been a day. Yeah, well, right. I've had the same thought. By the way, in elevators, I like this. I've had a thought when I see dogs in elevators. Like I an know. elevator must be weird for a dog. So crazy because you walk in uh, and the and the doors open. The and whole world changes around them. <laughs> yeah, but they're cool with it. But they're totally cool with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so what's yeah. the deal with gift giving, Pete? Gift giving, yeah. So I was thinking. Maybe I'll do my usual thing, chat a wee bit about gift from a philosophical angle, see right. where it goes. So I was thinking like the most famous, probably the most famous piece of writing on gift giving was by a guy called Marcel Moss. I think you'll find it was Santa Claus, but okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this was in 1925. And he's a so he was a sociologist and very influential in anthropology. But this essay that he wrote... Um, basically argued in a nutshell that society requires gift giving to survive. Like societies, gift giving is not just some frivolous activity. It is absolutely central to civilization. And if we lose the ability to give gifts, um, then we will lose civilization itself. And part of the argument is a gift is a non-reciprocal or asymmetrical act. So in an in uh, economy, it's it's symmetrical. I mm-hmm. sell you something, I get something turned. So it's symmetrical. You get something, I get something. And if exchange works, we're both happy. Yeah. But in a gift, there's no economy. You give something with kind of technically no expectation of return. It's totally asymmetrical. There's a loss, there's a sacrifice in gift giving yes, yes, and an yes, asymmetrical yes. dimension to it. And the kind of weird thing is the idea that for society to function, just like the universe could only exist because of an asymmetry, civilization can only exist because of asymmetry. Even if I buy you a drink and then a week later you buy me a drink, the week later is important. Or you know, maybe I buy you a couple of rounds a few times and then you do it a few times and we don't quite know when we're buying each other drinks, mm-hmm. but it just kind of comes out in the wash over time. Um, this this idea of this asymmetrical kind of like movement is what allows people to not kind of kill each other and uh, yeah, and and gift giving creates sacrifice and sacrifice creates meaning. So even like things like Christmas, where it's gift giving and it's and it's more of an exchange because everyone expects to get gifts in return. Right, there's still this dimension of it that signals something beyond economy yeah yeah that's central i like it as uh, i like to think of it as um same with new year's resolutions there's a the sacrifice is part of it and it's a nice ritual that very few very few of those do we still have and so when you give a gift it's like uh 
yeah, it feels like a sacrifice. Like you're going like, I am, I'm charitably giving you something. And then it, it's a very human, very enlivening soul enriching thing. It's yeah. very nice. It's very pleasant. Um, yeah. And some people like I get, People say to me quite often, sometimes it's like, what do you do if you're going home for Christmas or Thanksgiving or any of that? Sure. And you're with family members who you disagree with politically or culturally and the culture wars and all that shit. What, you know, how, what should you do? You know, not even asking me, just asking that question. But maybe one of the answers to, to it is, is gift giving. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to um, give, say, the gift of listening, which is means non-reciprocal. You're not giving them the gift of listening so they'll listen to you because that would be an exchange. You're not doing it because they deserve it because that would be an exchange. You're giving a gift of listening can create and recreate and help a friendship or, or just a gift of buying them a drink or uh, offering mm-hmm. forgiveness or whatever it is. Is like offering a gift can 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 fix broken relationships even relationships that look like they're absolutely terrible like you completely politically disagree with your family um but then you just give the gift of listening and you suddenly find that mm-hmm. you know the, the relationship can be reestablished. i know you're not a uh, fan of the love languages mm. which is a scientifically and ontologically the most yes, scientific very signed, ont- yes um at least uh, from a you know, um, phenomenological hermeneutical average, yeah. <laughs> big words, but, um, you know, the, the love language of gift giving. Oh, right. That's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard that cause that's, that's my friend Jay says that's his, he like he likes giving gifts on receiving them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You tend to, to supposedly speak and hear in the same love language. Uh, if I'm understanding that correctly or remembering it correctly. Um, but, uh, you can tell like, some people are very good at giving gifts. Like, yeah, I, I this is not the business secrets of the fairs is yeah. not an indicative of your gift of my gift giving. Cause, yes, because if that is indicative, you are you have got this right nailed. I know yeah. you think, and I got a kind of a cool present for my bro, and beyond that, I like I get my brain goes into to just traffic jam territory because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. And the people who can give thoughtful gifts yeah. that make the other per the recipient feel seen. It's like this. I know you can hone it if you try to do it a lot and you give it thought, but man, it is such a nice, beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a communication. It is a nice yeah. way of going, Hey, here you go. Yeah. I mean, it makes a good gift, which so this is a good example. Like when you give that, it's like, Oh my goodness. Like, I'm into that show. That's a very in joke. That's a very kind of like it's. Uh, you like books? What's that? Yeah, exactly. It's very thoughtful. So you kind of feel seen, I guess, or in some way, um, with a good gift. And it's just a beautiful. And I mean, you know, I'm very into um, scotch. I know, but that was such an un- a thoughtless. Gift. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, uh, to be completely honest. I did it because last week you said, "Oh, I've got you a great present." I know. Oh, fuck, I better get. It. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. I was like yeah. that way. You, you. Want, I didn't want you to feel bad. Yeah, you know, that I had gotten you this incredible. I also put it in a uh, MacBook Pro box when Pete unwrapped it, yeah. which added, you know, just layers on layers of humor and and yeah. Yuletide joy over here. Because I was, I was very pleased when I got you all this beat up and I got you the Peep Show 
uh, floor map yeah. of the apartment. I thought that was a, a clever gift. Yep. Yeah. Still hanging in my uh, hanging in my office. Nice. Um, so yeah. gift giving. What else oh, we yeah. got on it? This is a more well, chill episode, guys. I'm sorry if we're not diving into anything incredibly deep, but you, who has time for that? You need to go spend time with your family, or if you're not with family. You need to go uh, spend time reading Business Secrets of the Fairs. Yes. Well, we'll say this. This is good, right? This is Derrida's work on the gift. Um, because if gift giving is non-reciprocal, it's you give something without return, then the question is, well, does the gift exist? Does any gift exist? Because What do you mean, does the gift exist? Because there's always some sort of return. Right, you know, like for example, mm. if if you bought me that and I just threw it to the side, you might feel hurt because even though mm-hmm. you're you, because you, there's an expectation of thanks or or my enjoyment or mm-hmm. like there's something you're expecting in return. Yes. Um, uh, at Christmas, if if I didn't buy gifts and everybody else bought gifts, there'd be a little bit of a weirdness. Yeah. Right? If if every time we went out, I didn't buy drinks like you do, you know, uh, is uh, sometimes I buy them. But then a lot of times I don't because I know I want you to have the joy of gifting yes, me. Yes, that. yeah. that's a very <laughs> kind thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I get very confused and, and round buying in America. I've told you this before, but yeah. it's very different from the from Ireland. And so I get very confused. Yeah, you guys do rounds, right? So we do rounds in Ireland because, right, you don't give your credit card or your your bank card to the to the barkeep. You, you basically go up and you buy a round. So it, you'll maybe you won't buy any drink one week and then the next week you'll buy everybody a drink but it all comes out but here in america that's really confusing for people because everyone's got their card behind the bar and so whenever we go oh i'll buy a round and everyone's like well do i have to buy a round next and it gets yeah. there and so I've, I've messed up and got everybody really confused <laughs> by my kind of oh i've got, I've got the next round and, and they're like, drinking so they're just like i don't what are you doing what's, what's going on i don't understand it you know because uh, that's the that's a gift ritual in ireland um it's nice. Yeah. But so Derrida kind of says, well, what, w- in a way, there's always a return. So there's always an exchange. Um, uh, so what does a perfect gift look like? And so he kind of does this thought experiment and he says, well, imagine I buy you a gift. Um, well, I get your thanks back. So I'm getting something back. So, okay, what about if I buy you an anonymous gift? So you don't know what's from me. I just leave something at your door because I know you don't have mm-hmm. much money. I leave groceries at the door, but I, you don't know what's me. So I can't feel like you think I'm a great person or whatever. But I can still get all this enjoyment from seeing that it made your life better. I'm getting some sort of return. So we could imagine a gift where uh, you don't know who gave it and um, where let's see, where you don't even know you've received something. You don't even know you've received it. So like a gift of forgiveness, where I give you a gift of forgiveness, you don't even know you've received it because I've just forgiven you quietly. Mm-hmm. And so you've so, I, so then there's no economy of me getting your thanks or seeing you happy, but I can still think that I'm brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, I, oh, I've given the gift of forgiveness, I'm brilliant. So there's still some return. So Derrida says, can you imagine a gift where the person doesn't know they've received it nothing is given and you don't know you've given it because then there's no economy right say that again so a gift where you don't know you've received it nothing has been given and i don't know i've given it this sounds like a riddle i have to solve to get a ring or something (laughs) yeah uh what are the criteria again so the criteria is you don't know you've received a gift Uh okay nothing has been given and i don't know i've given it 
that would be the perfect gift because there'd be no economy. I can see why you're not getting invited to a lot of holiday. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I don't understand because what's the so no economy. You're really reducing the gift to just the economy, like the the size of the economy is uh, inversely proportional to the quality of the gift. Kind of. And then so basically almost like the more I get back from a gift, the, the less, less a of gift. a gift is gift, right? Then it's so, more in exchange. Yeah. So on, on the spectrum, like you go, right, it's definitely not a gift when I buy something off you on Etsy or whatever. Like that's an exchange at one extreme. But then this other extreme is this bizarre, weird, fictional, non-existent thing. But then Derrida says basically that it kind of does exist. Yeah. Always behind your back. So whenever... You know, uh, John Caputo uses the example of a teacher who stays behind to help a pupil, but like no one's thinking about it. Like the, the teacher just does it. The mm -hmm. right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. It's just something that happens, and the kid's not thinking about it. The teacher's not thinking about it. It just happens. This, that's a gift. Nice. But it's precisely a gift because nobody knows it's a gift. It's a gift when it when you don't realize it's a gift. Yeah. This <laughs> reminds me of that uh, quote you've mentioned before, that, or maybe it's one of yours, but it's like, love is giving something you don't have to someone who doesn't want it in exchange oh, yeah. for something they don't have or something like that. That's uh, Lacan, yeah, yeah. Is that Lacan? Yeah. Yes, we, we, see, it's all connected. You're absolutely right. It's like, every, and you know this about me now, that most of these topics come back to some sort of lack Mm -hmm. or an asymmetry yeah and so gift giving is exactly the same gift giving is a lack there's a it's a lack in a few different ways so there's the lack in the sense of you have to sacrifice something when you give a gift so there's a there's something missing it's asymmetrical it's yeah, not yeah. symmetrical so uh, otherwise it's an exchange but also Derrida says the pure gift is a is a pure lack it's almost like a, it's a it's a pure nothingness that's something. It's nothingness that's impossible. That but that animates every gift. So gift, the term gift exchange is an oxymoron. Kind of yes, yes. Although it's used in anthropology and stuff, but to kind of to talk about, I suppose gift exchange means an asymmetrical exchange. So it means that we're not keeping count. So a pure an yeah. economic exchange is you're keeping count. You've got books. A gift exchange is kind of like. You're not keeping count. Like, I'm not looking at how many times my friends buy a wine to me to, or how many times I bring a bottle of wine to somebody else. But if it becomes very asymmetrical, then disaster happens. Civilization breaks down. Um, maybe this is why I don't like that white elephant game. You know that game? No. It's like uh, everyone brings a present... Uh, and I'll butcher it, and there's different ways of playing it, but you, you're in a holiday party, and everyone <clears throat> brings something. One person opens something, and then the next person opens something. But if that person likes the other person's more, they can take that and exchange oh, it and I give them. Oh, and yeah. then it goes all the way around to the very last person, or the first person can basically choose among all of them, I guess, because uh, it never really had a choice. Uh and it just is like, it's always, ever since I played it as a kid, I've always been like, this is stupid and boring. Like, let's just give each other gifts. Like, here's yeah. your gift. Like, if you like it, great. And if you don't, you don't. But uh, then it becomes this, like, contest of, like, someone's going to get the iPod or whatever. And yeah. then someone else is going to get stuck with the potpourri. And it's just like a... Uh, not my favorite. No. Not my favorite version yeah. of gift giving. 
And that's the thing about gift giving. It's like the thing about gift giving is some, from a logical perspective, a lot of the time it's ridiculous because one, as I generally know what I want more than you know what I want, with this exception <laughs> today. Yeah. Um, so I know, and the always, you know, there's the old joke. It's very, it's a, I don't know who made the joke. I, I did see a comedian say it, but basically they said like a voucher is like the shittest present because can, money is a voucher that can be used in any shop. Yeah. So when you buy someone a voucher, you're literally giving them something that limits you're them giving, to one shop. You yeah, know? Who's a, you're giving them an errand. Basically. Yes, yeah, exactly. But the reason why it works is because the gift of the gift is not the, is not what's given. It's the act itself. It's the form. Yeah. The form of gift giving is that's the meaningful bit. So weirdly, even though we give a voucher to someone, which is like, as I say, instead of giving you 30 bucks, I give you a voucher for 30 bucks. That's limits you. That's like a, objectively, rationally, mm-hmm. 30 bucks is a better present than a voucher for 30 bucks yeah, to a restaurant or something. 30 bucks is like, yeah, that's an yeah. insane gift to give somebody. Yeah. That's actually really funny. Let's <laughs> just start giving people just $20. Yeah. But even then, I'd probably still wrap it, so it would still become. We see, this is where I'm back, because I'm going home in a few days, and I've got nieces and nephews, and I'll probably just give them money. Yeah. And yeah. that's, but that's kind of like very unthoughtful. It's very uncle. Yes, yeah, very, is that an uncle thing to do? But kids, you know, the, the gift exchange is more primitive you know so yeah. they'll be hopefully happy enough but but if i took my time i could have think of something much nicer to get them the you best know? i uh i think it was you know, my dad's birthday or something and i was i was like oh crap i forgot to get something i gotta get something and so i i think it was an emailed emailed gift card or as you would say voucher to amazon on amazon or something like yeah. that like which i think is just the funniest like just shows up in your inbox Oh yeah, and you punch in the code, and it's like the most. I mean, you want to talk about no gift? Yes, that is yeah, no that gift. Is it. Yeah, because because like, Amazon is basically is a shop that sells everything. So a voucher to Amazon is also just money. A voucher for yeah, it's just money. Yeah, it's just a slightly weirder version of money. Yeah, yeah. and it's not. It's yeah, not ever enough to make a big difference on anything. And then you're like, okay, I guess we'll buy something. On that. Yeah, Obviously. but my brother does this every year. My brother gets me an Amazon voucher. For, for Amazon.uk. Well, oh, is that a different yeah. website? So, so, yeah, it's completely different. For, <laughs> for all my shopping needs in the United Kingdom. <laughs> but it's like, it's just one of those things. It's like, yeah, you know, and I kind of, but it's the gift. It's, it's, but it's not even the thought that counts because it's the shittest thought. Yeah. But me and my brother are very similar in this way. Like I do the same thing. So he just buys me the Amazon.uk voucher, and I'm like, okay, that's a voucher that I'll never get to use. Although then yeah. what I do do is and I use it sometimes to buy a present for someone right. in the UK. That's so I do get to use it eventually. So but, it is it is Amazon? So it is Amazon. You can't... But, it's, but yeah, you can't bring it across to the dot .com. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, one time, I think my brother... My brother and I will buy each other presents. Uh, we don't do it so much anymore, but there was a phase we went through where we were buying each other presents that were specifically for like eight-year-old boys. But like it would be like, I got him, I think he got me a crystal growing set, you know, like oh, yeah. a little science experiment type of stuff. But it was actually really fun because you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. I would never in a million years buy myself an actual toy. Yeah. But then when I have it, I'm like, yeah, I'll grow some crystals. Well, that's funny you did that because I did that once with my brother really but we're not that close like i love my brother we get on very well but we're not like you know hanging out all the time and for some reason i just was like i don't know what the band is going to buy like kind of kids toy or whatever but 
it was very weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think I, I misplaced. That was, no, I was, <laughs> that was, a, years that was a misfire. <laughs> it was a misfire. Um, well, oh, what yeah. you, well, oh, yeah, I was going to say, because if, if, if gift giving is kind of like about lack, I mentioned there's the lack of, because of sacrifice. I mentioned the lack because of asymmetry. Um, and then I mentioned the lack in terms of a pure gift that maybe animates all gifts. It's like a, this impossibility that you never see. And then there's just one more that mm. Shizak talks about, which is the gift that is refused, but that's needed in order to be refused. So if I piss you off and then I say to you, listen, I'm really sorry for what I did. And then you say to me, oh, it's fine. You don't need to apologize. It's totally fine. You can, you're rejecting my gift, right? So I'm apologizing and you're saying you don't need to apologize. So, but if then I said, okay, I take the apology back, I didn't mean it, it wouldn't be right. Like the, the gift has to be offered and then it's refused. And in the refusal, our relationship is reestablished. So it's a weird, a weird, another type of lack that's required. Yeah. Uh, I had a, um, weird interaction and I would almost call it an altercation, but it was more like a, just surreal like I was very tired, uh, and I had, it was I'd gotten uh, tired that day, and I w- was leaving a parking lot, and I was walking behind this Prius, and I th- was like, I saw the guy get in the Prius, and I was right on the other side of the, of the car, and I was like, okay, I didn't hear the car turn on. It was a Prius. Prius, yeah. And uh, I was like, okay, it's fine. I walked walked behind it, and then you know he he backed into me and then kind of kept going a little bit and I had to like tap and you know hit the car a little bit and be like hey, hey, hey. and then I went around and I, he's blaring music you know and uh he it's turned not a very Prius thing to do to play I know it's kind of yeah, a shot. I was like yeah. all right and he seemed like a normal guy and I'd seen I was standing in line uh behind him in a checkout and I was you know you know how you like look at what people buy in front of in front of you do you do that well I don't I don't go to shops very often but yeah, yeah I'll look at yeah. what people are buying and I'll just be like oh, okay yeah. interesting um and so uh, I was like, I leaned my head down and just kind of looked at him, and he was like, "Well, that's why you don't. That's why you don't walk behind. That's why you don't walk behind cars." And I was like, "Hey, man, it's cool." I was like, "No problem. It's we don't have a problem. It's all good." And uh, he goes, yeah, "Okay, all right, all right." He goes, "Just you know, this is. It's like how how are you, how am I supposed to know if you're back there?" And I go, "Hey, dude, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. Uh, have a good one." And he goes, "All right." All right. And I go, "Apology accepted." And that was when it went a little. Uh, you said that. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you were doing so well. Up I was until doing that. so well, oh. and I just took out a little right at the end. And then uh, he goes, "Well, yeah, you could be under the car." And I then I said, "Good one." And then we both kind of just laughed. And I was like, "All right, man." And he goes, "All right." And that was oh, it. Yeah. It was a yeah. very strange interaction where I was like. Like he got me on a wrong day, but uh, it was a very fun. Yeah, that's I was funny. Like, Apology accepted. It's a good line. I was, like, oh, shit. I was like, you get, I have that little. Um, I have a little uh, bit of a asshole tongue that could come out every now and then. Yeah. And I try not. And that's my way of. I I refused. I his gift that he did not give. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he did not like that. Yeah. That but, that uh, does have the logic, but of like so one of the. Um, one of the very normal ideas is that whenever someone repents, you give them forgiveness. So if someone does something wrong, they say sorry, and then you say that's okay, right? And then you offer forgiveness. But um, one of the religious innovations of um, that's probably the only religious innovation of uh, kind of the the gospels was this idea that you give forgiveness before repentance. 
that and it's actually repentance, the gift of the gift of forgiveness that leads someone to feel bad. So in other words, someone says, like, I don't feel like I do something wrong and I'm like, yeah. I don't do anything wrong. Like, I don't do anything wrong. That's fine, whatever. And then a, a person says, it's okay. And then I go, yeah, sorry, I was a bit of a dick. Right? It's the it's actually it's not that the the forgiveness comes yeah, after yeah, yeah. the repentance is the the forgi- the repentance comes after the forgiveness. So that's and that you'd see that model as well sometimes. So that's a gift of you're forgiving, you're giving before. So you're giving before you should. So you're forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. Yeah. And then and then and that that evokes transformation. Yeah. You elicit it. Ooh. You put a little thing in the mix. Yeah. Go, oh no! Oh no! No, I'm sorry. Um, I and you could I've... say, and you could say, like religion at its. No, I, I don't necessarily go with this a lot, but someone like Jean Luc Marion, and I think this is this is a nice way of thinking about religion. Like at its purest, forget about belief in God or gods or anything like that. That the religious, uh, the highest religious uh, feeling, is a feeling that the universe is gratuitous, a gift. That, that doesn't mean there's a giver. It doesn't mean there's a God right now. It's just that it's, it doesn't need to have been. Mm-hmm. This whole thing, we can imagine a possible world where there is no world. We, the whole, so everything that is given, this whole experience of life. Design. Design, oh yeah, being here, yeah. Being in the world. Have you been doing uh, I've been reading a little bit of Heidegger. Oh, Heidegger used to be my guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very good. I really like him. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's yeah, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. It took me, uh, it's in for class, and it's uh, that got me on like watching a bunch of Heidegger videos, and then this particular book is going through it, and the the idea of um, what is being, and his flip on uh, Descartes, who did I think, therefore I am, and then Heidegger being like, no, you you were before you were thinking. Mm. Being precedes yes. thinking. I was yes. like, oh, that's nice. That's good stuff. Yeah, Heidegger is exactly what you're saying. Is what he means by that is one thing is like, like whenever you drive a car, you drove here, like you, you're not thinking about it. Like you almost get in and it happens. Yeah. Like so much of our lives is 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 pre-thought. Like so much of our lives, in fact, we only Robotic. start thinking about something if it stops working. So the hammer stop, breaks. Yeah, exactly. Present at hand, ready to hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So Heidegger, yeah, doing phenomenology. Is, it basically discovers this whole world of pre-thought, um, where we are. We are. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's very good. And, and this is very connected to that, because the Heideggerian kind of like, uh, especially later Heidegger, he gets very almost mystical, but there's mm-hmm. this real sense of the givenness of being itself. Like, we, instead of getting caught up in every individual thing, just this experience, like Terence Malick is a Heideggerian. And so if you watch Tree of Life, it's a bit sickly for me, but it's but it's very kind of like, gives you this cosmic feeling of, yeah. you know, being. And uh, <laughs> it yeah. just makes you a little sickly for myself, <laughs> but there is a cosmic, incredible beauty. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's too much. You know, I'm not a, Mal- yeah. I'm not a Malick fan. But, yeah, but um, who's Terence Malick? What did he do? He did. So he did Tree of Life, and he's done loads of other things. So that's the one that I can think of at the moment. Yeah. Um, oh, what else has he done? You'd know a lot of his work. I know um, the name, yeah, but I, I yeah. can't place him. Um, but yeah, but he, the the idea that that we cultivate a thankfulness for a type of kind of asymm- non-reciprocal gratuitousness 
of reality mm-hmm. that that we get to participate in um and that's kind of like a religious feeling a feeling of gift the gift and and to to live in the gift and to try to sensitize yourself to to the gift is um yeah and are you still talking about heidegger here or you're back to the the yeah that's, yeah but that's more john mario but that but heidegger that that's very kind of heideggerian as yeah. well yeah um yeah because i know his my understanding is his thing was also you kind of recognize the the gift of existence and the uh the way of doing that is um coming to terms with death uh which you got real into and so when you start yeah. living as though you're going to die it makes you actually live life yes which is another lack that's again like all of this coming like um, so how how lack it kind of involves so for heidegger yeah we're being onto death like we mm-hmm. and if we deny that nothingness that we are hurtling towards um we won't be able to truly live yeah just like the gift giving is a type of lack and sacrifice and if we but if we if we lived in pure economy then we would lose the very nature lose of what it is to be human yeah. yeah lose that little yeah little and, and the beautiful thing about it by the way is like whenever someone says well why should i give a gift you never should because then it would be economy so if i say why should i be gracious about this family member who I disagree with fundamentally, and I think they've got terrible views, for example. Why should I give the gift of listening? Mm. Why should I give the gift of forgiveness? There's no should to gift. Like, there is no should to gift. The only thing is, is if we as a society lose gift giving, if we don't know how to give the gift of forgiveness, of love, of hospitality, then then we will be, like maybe a lot of other life forms in the universe, mm-hmm. of various times, we will go extinct. And that is in chapter nine of Business Secrets of the Ferris by yes. Mark Crow again. <laughs> um, well, this has been a lovely episode. Do you have any takeaways or final thoughts, Pete? I personally have um, tapped my brain out. Okay, yeah. But this is nice. I've enjoyed this conversation. This lovely. Yeah. I've loved that. So, yeah, let's do. Let's leave it there. And okay. Let's have another there, drink. Folks, if you have any questions, any comments, concerns, any suggestions for episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash fundamentalists. You can also leave a comment down below. If you have any complaints, you can email us, yes, and we will get privately. back to you within 24 hours. Yep, no need to just air all of our dirty laundry out for everybody, okay? No problem whatsoever mm-hmm. with just reaching out personally. If you have any questions, if you want to give any financial gifts, uh, we will accept. Uh, yes. Sa- your sacrifice <laughs> make you better uh yeah. man i just can't i've i'm really my brain is i think it's the psychedelic water man yeah man i've never heard of psychedelic water and i no can't, one has yeah it's i can't not believe, a, they can't call it psychedelic water if they don't put something in that see i knew that was gonna happen yeah because oh. of the psychedelic water it's hibiscus lime stuff anyway everybody have a happy holiday happy new year merry christmas enjoy your time enjoy your families we'll be back in the new year with more energy and more exciting topics to discuss and dive into here on the fundamentalists bye-bye